Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cheers, everybody. We are back for another edition of Bourbon on a Budget. Brendan just did something weird for you guys listening um, and not being able to watch. But if you guys watched on YouTube, you would have seen it. Uh, we are we're down a guy this week. We have been on the physically unable to perform list. Um, not the first time. Not the squad. first time just he's been on that list. <laughs> oh, uh, oh we'll, edit that, we'll edit that joke out if no. something really tragic happens. Oh, but yeah, uh, guys, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, ben has. Um, I don't want to say exactly what Ben has because I don't want to spread his business out on you know over the airwaves. But he has the same thing Brendan had last week. So if you're a loyal listener of the show, um, you know that it's 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 not just the flu. So Yo, anyway. it's it's. Be safe. It's spreading. Be, it's take, uh, be, be mindful. Take care of yourself. Yeah, I think it's coming from me next. You guys got it. I mean, and it's, it just seems like a matter of time. Only sir. one more. Uh, only Jesus. one more bourbon on a budget host to uh, to get. <laughs> maybe after it gets me, it'll just end. Like oh, maybe you, you'll be the maybe the, you'll be the hero. You're our Will the, Smith. I right. The virus is like oh, once we get TJ and Ben and Brendan, like we don't need anybody else. We got the big three. You know. Oh, rest in peace again. Um. So anyway. Hey, we are back for another edition of Bourbon on a Budget. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, this is going to be a quick episode. Ben's not here. We've got a couple of things we want to talk about, a couple of things we want to do, and then we're going to move on. We'll have a review. Um, this will be a shorter episode. The review will be a little bit of a longer episode, so you'll kind of still get your hour of Brendan and I. Sorry that you don't get an hour of Ben this week. We'll have to make it up to you guys in another way, but uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for tuning in with us. Um, we have a good time with this, and we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Brendan. Let's jump right into what we're doing today. Number one on the docket. Have you ever seen or gone to a store that was selling an allocated bottle or a mm -hmm. tough to find bottle and they had certain requirements around buying that bottle? Like you couldn't just buy the bottle. You had to, there was an extra step involved. Uh, before we jump into it, like yes or no, have you ever had that situation arise? A ton on some liquor store, online liquor stores that I've purchased from before. I get emails probably like weekly about bundles is what they're often called. Uh, and yeah, so I probably, I get that about once a week and I always check to see if like, hey, is there a good value, a good deal with this? Often not, but uh, as we're going to talk about here, there, you're, you're probably always almost always paying extra for something special in some roundabout way, one way or another. This is just a different way to do it. Speaking of email, shout out Ellie in that email that he got the other day um, where they advertised that, what was a Russell's reserve 13 in the, in the, uh, <laughs> in the subject line and Elliot opens the email and it's like a wild turkey one oh one and just a bunch of junk, you know, that had See, no redeeming value at all. And they totally like hook line and sinker. Um, back in the day, they called that a bait and switch. Now yeah. uh, people nowadays, like, like they yeah. love to say clickbait. And to me, that's the true definition of clickbait is you right. pulled someone who was something and it wasn't even close to what it was. It wasn't, Correct. that's what clickbait is to me. You get a lot of, in your line of work. If you send a tweet mm -hmm. that fans of a of a team that are the of a rival team of the team you cover mm -hmm. don't like your tweet, even if you don't have a link in that tweet, they call your tweet clickbait, don't they? Clickbait. Like that's my favorite thing. Like if you were to if you were to tweet a link uh, that said why Florida State will beat Florida this year in very vague terms, and then that link opened up to be. Well, if they score more points, they'll beat them. That would be clickbait. But if you just put out a tweet with no link that is just your take on something and they don't mm -hmm. like it, they call that clickbait. But but what it, Elliot got the other day was true clickbait. Oh, it, it was the bait. And Open our email. Right. So that you can buy Wild Turkey 101. <laughs> it's, to be, well, I'm not even going to say to be fair. He Elliot did say, uh, and, and shout out Elliot, he's a, uh, a friend of both of ours and he's been on the show before, very knowledgeable, a huge Wild Turkey fan. Yeah, he was really interested in the Russell's Reserve 13 years. A lot of people are. That's why uh, that 
specific website was was using that to as the headline to grab everyone's attention. He said they did at least mention it uh, in the uh, he they did at least mention it in the email. Uh, however, it didn't seem like it was for sale uh, in, in any way. Um, yeah, yeah. I, what, real quick uh, uh, tangent. Professionally, uh, people will say something is clickbait because you want someone to click on your article. Well, yeah, that's the whole purpose of what <laughs> we're doing here. That's like, what Brendan gets paid for. I so. mean, we want people to <laughs> click on this podcast and listen to it. So, yeah, but what you want to do is is be accurate with what the headline says and what the article Correct. says. Uh, but, yeah, I, sometimes you want people to click on your work and get you paid. Like, yeah, sorry. I will, I will say, I, I the very much to be fair, like, I get that. Like, I get that on all sides of, of sports and politics and even bourbon, it seems like, in Elliot's case. Um Stuff is very clickbaity, you know, and, and, um, you know, a hundred thousand people, you know, uh, died of this. And it's like, oh, well, that's like a hundred thousand people since like the dawn of time. Like once you actually click the article, like it right. just isn't, isn't as accurate or as shock intense as the, the mm -hmm. title may have led you to believe, you know? So yeah, I agree that, that a lot of that goes on, but, uh, you know. Poor Elliot thought he was going to get another Russell's, but uh, he'll have to settle Nothing. for the one that we sent him. So, all right. So bundles, bundles, <laughs> bundles for you. Let's talk yeah. about bundles. Okay. So a lot of times, what you'll see is you'll see a, a store that gets a, a an allocated product, and that store has gotten that allocated product by buying, and, and we'll just call it a spade a spade. Buffalo Trace makes people buy a whole ton of crap product. And I don't mean to call it crap, product, but product that most people don't care about. Wheatley vodka, um, in order to buy their allocated stuff, you have to have purchased so much Buffalo trace, so much Wheatley vodka, so much of their baseline stuff to get access to the, the good stuff, right? Like the Buffalo trace antique collection, the Blanton's, the Eagle rare, the Weller, the, this, that, and the other. And so what some stores will do is they will put those not so sought after products in a bundle with the highly sought after products. And so what ends up happening is you have, I don't know, not to say anything, you know, intentionally, but you'll have a product like an Eagle Rare store pick that is very, very highly sought after, bundled with a Wheatley vodka and maybe a Buffalo Trace um, aged tequila and something else. And you have to buy those three different things um, together. And on a MSRP value, it's it, the value is fine, right? Like they're not mm -hmm. overcharging, they're not charging more than what it's actually worth. But if you're only really into bourbon, how much does a Wheatley vodka or a tequila or something else benefit you? I, I can remember a few months ago buying a, uh, and there are certain times that a that a uh, it will make sense, and there are certain times that it won't make sense. And in my case, I saw something recently not here to call names, not here to shout anybody out or call anybody out for something that I don't necessarily find valuable. Um, but I saw a, a store pick of something that I wanted and it was bundled with two other things that I didn't want. The price of the bundle was fair MSRP wise. There was no problems with that at all, but there were two things that would have literally just sat in my cabinet and, and never been drank. Mm -hmm. And the price of the bundle was higher than the secondary value of the store pick. And so I'd rather just go on the secondary market and get the store pick for something I wanted. So the price of the bundle was 90 bucks. The secondary value is like 75. I'd rather just go on the secondary market and buy that for $75, mm -hmm. save 15 bucks and not have two bottles of worthless liquor. I don't need That's any more vodka or tequila. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not worthless, but it's just tequila that I don't really want. So anyway, I've got more thoughts, but I'll let you kind of interject and, and talk a little bit about this or ask questions or whatever. All right. So let's, uh, okay. I got, one point and then I want to exercise and get your thoughts on something. So, so with the point I was going to say, you're always going to pay, not always, I should say, but there, there's often an upcharge that you're paying for something allocated or rare or popular at a given time. Uh, and you're just paying for it in a different way. Now there's sometimes you walk into the store and pay $60 for a stag junior, which I've done twice and you're giddy. You're happy. It's MSRP. It's fair value. That happens every so often feels like it's increasingly more rare today. My buddy just bought a Colonel E.H. Taylor for $70. Great bourbon for $45 to $50, but it is what it is at this point. Uh, but you're always paying for like, so the bundle is one way that it's a marketing, I don't want to say ploy, but it's just a way of, of crafting something to get interest in a certain product while 
making money on the side um, for other other whiskeys or, or bourbons yeah. or liquor uh, from that same company. Because that's how a lot of these liquor stores operate, right, dude? Is is you've got to uh, a lot of places push Wheatley vodka, for example, and you have to buy a certain amount of Wheatley vodka to have access to Buffalo Trace or other rare bourbons in the Buffalo Trace distilleries line. Um, but, you know, the, so the bundle is one way to go about doing that is you guarantee yourself, hey, we're selling three from this certain distillery. At the same time, um, ABC, which we love and we use their uh, vault program quite often, like it's a roundabout bundle. You're going to choose like, hey, I'm spending this much money on these bourbons to go ahead and have access to uh, these really rare ones but you're still paying an upcharge to get access to that Pappy Van Winkle or that George Cheese Stag or that Larceny Barrel Proof, even something even less, less rare yeah. than, than those. Um, and you're spending, you know, 500 to a thousand dollars to have a chance at those. Um, so you're always going about it this roundabout way, I guess for, for you, what, or you're just spending a thousand dollars on a rare one in general, you're spending uh, that, that directly for that Pappy mm-hmm. or, or something like that. For you, like when does a bundle make sense? So I got a, a website that sent me a Heaven Hill Distillery bundle, and there's a few like intriguing bottles of stuff that that I've been interested in and would like in my collection, um, and some that are rare. I don't know if I would pay for it. So for for this Heaven Hill line, for example, dude is hundred and ten dollars for a Larceny small batch, which is a entry level weeded solid for the price. We should review that one day, but. 25 bucks or so Elijah Craig straight rye, which is about 30 to $35. And, you know, some until recently was not sold in Florida. Now it is uh, probably considered a fairly decent rye for that money. And then heaven Hill seven year bottle and bond. Uh, Some people find that to be a rare one. Some people can find it regularly in some States. That's $110 for that trio. Like would that be valuable in your estimation? Um, those are all bourbons. So those are all whiskeys. Yeah, more valuable than including something outside of the realm of what I want. Um, so I've got a got an answer for you, and then got a couple of um, examples that I've seen locally. This none of this is like me making it up as to tell you like how it should be done. Things that I've experienced locally that I think are better alternatives than what I've seen. Um, I will say this before I get into any of that. I bought a bundle not too many months ago. That was a Michter's um, barrel strength rye, mm-hmm. a Michter's regular bourbon, and two vodkas that I have no idea what they are. Like, okay. I can't even remember what they are. The cost of the bundle was, I want to say, 20 or $40 under the secondary price of the Michter's barrel strength rye. So oh, I, so you came out so, ahead. So I, on that, didn't so you? I flipped that Mictor's Barrel Strength Rye, mm-hmm. made with shipping, I made $20. So let's just say mm-hmm. I, I broke even. I got a Mictor's Bourbon. I basically mm-hmm. got a Mictor's Bourbon and $20 out of the bundle. Someone the two vodkas, the two vodkas are still it. right. It was a little bit of work, right? Like I, I did have to put work into flipping it, but. I have the two vodkas still sitting out of my garage. I couldn't tell you what they are. I thought about giving them away on the show. If you want those, DM the podcast, Bourbon on a, bu- bourbon on a Budget, or it's actually Budget Bourbon. But uh, if you want those, I'll ship them to you. I don't care, or I'll I'll have a carrier, uh, carrier pigeon do it because you're not allowed to ship things. But um, the I basically got paid $20 to have a Michter's bourbon. So I did that one, right? Like that one made sense um, because of the, the price. It was worth it. Um to go back to your question, some of them end up being worth, some of them not. That specific one you mentioned, I mean, I don't know. Probably I'd, I'd probably pass on that one because I don't Me really – I have a couple of the um, Elijah Craig Rise. I actually did one of them at an auction the other day on a secondary group. I did it for charity. Mm-hmm. I listed it at 80 bucks. said that I was going to donate all the money to the, the raffle charity that we do every month. And so I just let one go. One of the ones you got me. I let it go for – it, it flipped for 80 bucks, but everybody was doing it because they knew it was charity. charity. Yeah. Would, yeah. So 
you know, the secondary market's not all bad people. Oh, so I don't get, you know, I don't get any of that profit. Then all it goes just, I just went negative 30 for that. So I went negative 30 for charity and the group went 50 for charity. That seems like a personal problem. And you come out negative on that deal, by the way, the heaven Hill, larceny and Elijah Craig, like you're, you're paying. You're no, it's not. I wouldn't do that one. Now you're not saving money by buying all three of those. Here's a, here's a couple of local things that have happened that have made my, not disgust, but my unapproved, my disapproval, unapproval is not a word. My disapproval for the the pack that I saw with the vodka, the mm -hmm. tequila, and the Eagle Rare store pick. Very recently, some local stores in the Tampa Bay area have sold their store picks of Eagle Rare solo, like forty five to fifty dollars. Lukens is one, Liquor Depot is one. That's awesome. There's, there's That's another, good. and so when the market has already gotten store picks of Eagle Rare, mm -hmm. um. At you know their MSRP forty five fifty dollars whatever you want to call that, um, I think it's tough for and and they all sold out like within a day or two like they were gone right because because that's reasonable call. that's a fair right. price for an for a coveted bourbon and, that you and turn in, into a store pick. yeah in some groups that I'm in people are like man I'm shocked that those Eagle Rare bundles are still at the store they're at well I'm not shocked like nobody wants to spend ninety dollars on something that two thirds of it is largely worthless. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't need that much vodka in my house or in my life. So anyway, I think that's one aspect of it is, is that the bundle came at a bad time where a lot of other Eagle Rare store picks had been released just kind of free and clear, you know, no big deal. Um, I've seen some bundles that are definitely worth it. I've seen bundles that are not worth it. If there's something you're hunting for or chasing after, that's kind of when I think a bundle could come into effect, come into being worth it. Um, something that, Jimmy was on. Remember Jimmy from Gaspar's? Mm -hmm. yep. What they do with their allocated bottles is if something is super, super allocated, it, well, let's start from this, start from the bottom. They had Sazerac rye. It was before I was able to come into a good amount of Sazerac rye. Wanted to grab some. I loved it at the bar. I had it in Savannah. Wanted to get a baby Saz mm -hmm. to buy a baby Sazerac rye at $35. Not, not a bad price at all at retail. You had to buy one of their store picks. Okay. I and mean, so I so I bought a store pick of theirs. It was it ended up being the Peerless Rye single barrel at $65. It's the best Peerless I've ever had in my life. It, yeah. Yes. It was, and I was annoyed. It was Christmas Eve. We were going to our Christmas Eve service. I went in to grab the Sazerac. I ended up having to spend a hundred dollars. But I ended up having like a fantastic store pick. It was the greatest, like you have to buy this that I've ever experienced in my life. I like that. I like that idea. Way. That's yeah. a great way now, to incentivize it. Really if good. something is super allocated, you have to buy two or three store picks. Like if it's one of the really hard to get bottles, like the Blanton store right. pick or this, that, and the other things that people like trip over themselves to get, you have to buy more than one store pick. But I love the way that Jimmy does it. Last point, and then I'll answer your questions or take your comments or whatever you want to throw at me, insults, cuss words, whatever. Oh, yes. I saw a store in Georgia outside of Atlanta selling a Weller foolproof. To buy that Weller foolproof, you had to spend $100 on wine. And I thought that was a terrible, that was just as bad as a bundle to me. That I, I like the idea of you have to buy a store pick, but if I'm there to buy bourbon, I'm there to buy bourbon. Don't sell me on $100. Selling me on one of your store picks is in the I same realm of what I like. If I'm not a wine drinker at all, I hate that. It's the same to me as telling me I have to buy vodka and tequila with my bourbon. I can't stand that idea. Now, if you're a wine guy, it's not so bad. And I know you right. like wine with some certain meals. Yeah. Italia. But uh, I, uh, I would much rather get my wine sourced and certified from ABC for that benefit, not just have to buy wine. Now, you're a wine guy that probably doesn't offend you as much i did not like the idea of having to buy a hundred dollars of wine at a random liquor store it, to me it's the same exact as having to buy a wheatley vodka as well i bet i bet i could be wrong on this if you were to have gone up to the counter if you're talking to the manager and say hey can i buy a hundred dollars of bourbon or of anything else like I bet you they would have had some level of flexibility. I don't know. There was a there was a lot. I, I didn't go because again, it was in Atlanta. I had a buddy up there mm -hmm. that didn't end up going because I didn't want to make him spend a hundred dollars on wine to do it. But 
maybe, but it seemed pretty. It seemed like that's what they put in the post was you have to buy a hundred dollars of the wine to do this. And so I'm not saying you're wrong, yeah. but it didn't say a hundred dollars of any product. It's a, and, and it lasted a couple of days. Like it was that's not just like strange. It's so weird because like one thing, if you're trying to direct someone to a certain product, I get like the reasoning for it. We not agree with the, uh, it may not be effective for me as a consumer, but I get it. Yeah. Like if you're trying to, but just to move wine, like blanket, statement wine we probably have thousands of different types of bottles in right the store. that's odd that's strange i don't i didn't that. love that and i and it, and it annoyed me um what yeah. if it was a hundred dollars of beer would you have done that because i know See, you're like that's even harder you know like, i know you have to buy a lot of beer but you also you're a craft you used to be really into craft beer to an extent like, i mean i could i could do that easier because i do keep a beer fridge out in the garage where i i like to uh, i like to um and I wish Ben was here because I'd love to hear his takes on this. Rest ben. in peace. Um, but uh, now I do keep a craft beer fridge and I do keep some pretty standard like Mick Ultras and mm-hmm. um, Bushlight Apple. I keep some of those in there. Oh, you make that face, but I'm going to bring you one Labor Day weekend. Everyone that I know makes that face and then they try it and they're like, oh, this was actually, I'd pretty, this actually pretty good. I'd rather get COVID again. Than- I hope you get COVID again. Since <laughs> you said that. Um, can we edit that out? No, absolutely <laughs> oh, not. Okay. I'd rather just get canceled than use slander bushlight apple. So anyway, uh, for beer, I mean, I still would love that idea because I'm going to buy that bottle, you know, mm-hmm. not, I don't know. I, I like the store pick idea that Jimmy does at gas bars. Uh, he hats off to him. I'm not wearing a hat, but if I was, you know, hats off, Jimmy, hats off, hats off, Jimmy. I only have a pillow. Hats um, off. So anyway, any other thoughts on store picks, bundles, anything of that nature? <laughs> I did my own bundle once without knowing it. I think what I, I told you guys before, I bought a George T. Stag uh, after we lost Rio, RIP Rio, RIP Ben. And it was like $450, $500. And I was able to talk about, I think like $350, $400. I can't remember the exact price at this point. It's a few it's years ago. not a bad ago. deal. No, for George T. Stag, But I, I, the first thing I saw in the store, and I knew George T. Stag was back there. At least it was like six months previously. And I passed on it at the time. Tried hunting for it, couldn't find it. I said, okay, it's my best shot at getting it with doing due diligence. But I saw an old Pulteney 12-year, which is a a, a briny, salty, high-quality bang for your buck scotch that you can't find in Tallahassee for like 50, 40 bucks, nothing crazy. That was the first thing I picked up because I saw it when I walked in there. I said, oh, at the very least, I made this trek. I drove an hour and a half, and I'm going to come away with this. But I already had something. I think the store owner seeing that you already had something and were interested in buying something else other than just running to the allocated mm-hmm. bourbon in the back gave you some, gave me some like ability to leverage the deal and be like, Oh, he's actually going to buy a couple things. That's good for us. Uh, he's not just looking to buy and flip something. He's actually going to buy something. Uh, so that was my own variety of a bundle. So there's value to it in, in some aspects for sure. Uh, it's just tough when it's so rigid or the rules are rigid and you have to do it this way instead of like mixing and matching and taking your own uh, like to say, Oh, can I buy a hundred dollars of bourbon instead of a hundred dollars of wine? Like who really cares at that point? So yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We, I, I understand where stores, I understand how tough it is for stores that have to buy a bunch of stuff that they don't care about either. Um, and it sucks, but don't be surprised when people maybe don't rush out to grab what you think is a highly sought after bottle because there are strings attached, right? Like if you had to buy a house and they told you that you also had to assume the loan for solar panels, would you necessarily rush into buying that house? Maybe, sounds maybe like not. A, sounds like a personal problem and yeah. you need to work couldn't, some stuff in couldn't therapy. Be me. Couldn't be me. Um, so, all right. We are going to jump into one more thing and then get into pursuits and purchases. We have Brendan was not around to review this. Brendan had the COVID. Around. I was around. I just couldn't smell or taste. Correct. Anything. So now Brendan is going to get to review Liquor Depot's light whiskey. Um, hey, Liquor Depot is getting two shout outs from us. We love you guys over there. So shout out Liquor Depot. Uh, light whiskey. Ben and I rated this very highly. Very You're going to get high. your chance to go and add to it. You've got it's going to be tough for you because it's going to be with some preconceived. Oh my god! um, Scores coming in. I just pulled the spreadsheet you put in for every single category where I was supposed to rate Corona. 
Yeah, C. I can't spell C O R A N A. Oh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to um, remove myself from that spreadsheet one because I'm offended and hurt and two I don't want that uh, infiltrating my 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 brain right here. Okay, so talk me through the nose on this thing because. Oh my gosh, I love this nose. I'm pouring more of it. I, just don't tell my wife. She doesn't listen to these things. Dude, I'm telling you. Um, so the light whiskey, so it's 140 proof. Like this Whew. is a, this could like legitimately you can't bring it on an airplane because it could explode. Yeah, it's 140.1. So it's not like the, the name 140.4. Yeah. No, sorry. So the name light whiskey is a little misleading on this. Just smelling it hurts my nose a little bit. Really? Um, it's no, it smells like Oh my I gosh. Get, I get graham cracker. Yeah. Which is pleasant. That. A little bit of wood, woody and vanilla. Common, standard. Um, but here's where it's different and where it's unique. And so a light whiskey for the listeners slash viewers is a there's a few different qualifications, but one is it it's in a used oak barrel instead of a new virgin oak, which uh, as a requisite for bourbon. So that actually kind of softens some of the like flavor profiles a little bit mm-hmm. uh, when you can, when you take away that new woodiness and you kind of strip it down with, uh, w- with alcohol. Um, so that's what most scotches are finished in. Uh, Michter's American unblended whiskey is an awesome, awesome whiskey that basically is just bourbon with a, a, a used cask, but much lower proof 90 compared to 140. Um, but with this, I'm almost getting, if I'm crazy, let me know. But like, like a stone fruit, uh, like peachy, like peach and okay. oranges, and it's just there's this zesty quality fruitiness that isn't apple or cherry to me. It's it's a different type of fruitiness that I'm picking up on this. So, okay, I'm getting that now that you're talking about. It, but I think it's I think it's somewhat similar. It's somewhat open to interpretation. I'm almost getting like a banana custard. Like I almost like a soft, like because it's so soft, like a very vanilla, soft, but but like peach is a soft. Well, I was gonna say soft banana. Ah, uh, no, nah, I'm not that. This is, is my this is not my first podcast. Um, it, it is like a softer fruit. Yeah, approachable for 140. So yeah, I get I get I get I can get the banana custardy, like a cust like a custard. Like I think that's fair. Whether you want to call banana it a peach custard. or a banana or whatever. Well, it falls in with the vanilla and the fruitiness. Um, I can see it's almost like an older banana, like a, it's soft, like a, yeah, like it's a mushy very ripe. banana, yeah. like a ripe uh, brown banana, which actually smells pretty good. Sm- yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't want to eat that, but you want that for a smoothie is what you want. That. Oh one. yeah, 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 for sure. All right, so but the I- nose is good. It's unique. Uh, it is. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by the nose. I, mm-hmm. I like it. Should I score it as I go along, or should I do it like how we would do a review? And let's do it like you do a review. Go ahead and okay. taste it. Let's go back to the nose later. Boy, well, it is one, a lot. It's a lot on the taste. Smacks you in the face. <laughs> that man, I don't know what you, but I love the taste. I know that does nothing for our listeners. Go back and listen to my review of it. I'm not here to give you notes, but uh, I know it smacks you. And it takes some warming up too, but you drank some 110 stuff beforehand. So hopefully that kind of gets you in the mood. Um, if not, uh, I'll get you in the mood. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> PG 13 show, please. Um, whew, I'm trying not to cough because that comes in hot. The custardiness of it, if that that's not a word, custardiness um, that yeah. you got on the nose. That's there. It is so dense and vibrant, um, but still delicate at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um, this is really interesting. This is one of the most unique whiskeys I've had in a while. Oh, yeah. I will give it a lot of credit for that. Um, super vanilla, super custody, banana, a little bit of oakiness, um, we, chocolate. Ben, do you want to hear what Ben said a little bit or no? Yeah, I do. Uh, since he's dead, I would love to hear from him from the afterlife. Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> RIP. Also, again, can't post this if he actually dies. Yeah, if, if you heard that joke, he's alive. Um, Ben is, I mean, I'm going to, Ben's the, Ben's the front wheel of a, what's that thing called? 
Oh, you're too drunk to remember when you said it earlier when we recorded. Uh, the thing that Mike Norvell has for the recruits. The slingshot. The slingshot. Front oh, wheel of a slingshot. Ben and I, Brendan and I are just like the back wheel, just following along with Ben. TJ so. keeps it on track. I more am just there for, like to take a like a Support. beating, basically. Support, like, yeah. yeah, I'm there to make everyone else look better. Ben's the heart and the soul. Yeah. Ben described <laughs> the heart and the soul. Ben described this as like having some egg characteristics. Oh, the egg custardiness. I see that now. I made fun of him initially mm -hmm. for that because just saying eggy sounds, but like, because okay. you think about scrambled eggs and salt and cheese and hot sauce, you know, like you just don't think about the right things with that, you know, well, dude, we, the we eggy, the eggy characteristic. I love the mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. I so good. Like, um, Joe, it, I need to it, send. I know you're listening to this. I need to send you a sample of this because it's fantastic. I Maybe I already. It. It. I don't know. It reminds me of. Okay, I got it. Here we go. I'm taking Ben's weird egg metaphor, and the vanilla custardiness, spicy oak. It is French toast batter. When you throw it onto the skillet right away, you got the egg. You got the vanilla in there. You got the cream. The oh my gosh. The nutmeg, the uh, the cinnamon, uh, maybe a little salt if that's how you're doing it. But you're getting all these flavors kind of melding together with the breadiness, and they're all there. And then pss, with the butter right there, that's what it is. It hits you the way that smells. I love it. The way this tastes. Boom. The butter, the the butter thickness, the viscosity, the mouthfeel again is it's it's thick, but it's mm -hmm. it's it is light. It's light on the palate for as much of a pack. It's 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 the most light, heavy thing I've ever had in my life. Like it. You, you have to it's, get used to the proof at first, and this is not for someone who's new or I would even say intermediate. Ben, an intermediate is not a, a veteran whiskey drinker. I got screwed over last week, <laughs> big time. Um, but once you adjust to it, then you start being able to pick Fantastic. out some of those unique flavors. Yeah. All right, all right. I was. It's funny, man. Like so we've had this uh, peel behind the curtain. We did the Maker's Mark review first. And I smelled that first. I drank it first. I went back to this and I was like, uh, I don't know about it. It was really rough around the edges. But now that I've gotten into it a little bit, maybe it's just the alcohol talking that's possible. But there is some complexity and nuance to this that is not common in other whiskeys. And I am tickled by it. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about the finish and then I'll let you rate it. And then we'll go pursuits of purchase so, and we'll get out of here. I, like I, I love this whiskey, by the way. This is so Love I was you, not Trey. going. I was not going to use. That. Okay. Um. Sorry, Trey. It's a weird way to find that out. Probably. <laughs> I liked. I really liked and find value in the nose and the taste. I was not going to use the word love until we got to the finish. We have talked about. We will talk about uh, future callback. How sometimes it's tough to find an exquisite finish. Oftentimes it's kind of middle of the road and tough to distinguish between a bad one, a flat one versus a, an amazing one. This finish is so creamy, uh, but also uh, depthy with the, the spice, the oakiness, the alcohol flavor. This is a great finish. This might be one of the best finishes I've, I've experienced uh, since we started doing the show, to be honest. Um, yeah. That jumped out to me maybe more than, than anything else. Yeah, the finish is exquisite. It holds on there for that hug. It wraps you up as a bear hug um, almost. Like, sweet, yeah, it's almost like a creme brulee because you get yeah. that custardy, but then like maybe you have a creme brulee and they put some raspberry garnish on it. And like, that's like kind a, of how you get some of that fruit in it. Not like that I'm comparing it to raspberry. Or something Correct. like that too. Yeah. Like, a, like a mocha. Oh man, there's a lot. Damn. Yeah, and I can see the toasty cream. The, the finish is, uh, I was spoiler, the finish will be perfect for me. This is one of the best finishes there is. Yeah. Okay. Let's let you rate it, man. I want to re-rate it, but I, we gave this good scores. I'll tell you what we gave it in just a minute, but, uh, mm -hmm. Oh, I just saw something on this that, that you're not going to love, but, uh, all right, you, you all the way through. So nose two points, taste four, finish one cohesive, complex one value okay. two nose where you at. All right. The nose to me, it's really good. Really interesting. Uh, it may be the less, the least, impressive of all three aspects we've talked about so far but that but that's also going to say that the the taste and the finish are going to be pretty high for me uh above average i don't know if i'm going to say it's elite i'm not going to say if it's a great nose it's a very good one i'm going to go 1.25 for it. it's a little harsh at first takes some getting used to but a very good nose 1.25 finish up nose taste what out of four points you get four points for the taste mm -hmm. we rated this taste highly i hope you 
aren't I hope you aren't too light on your oh. rating here. Oh, oh. oh. I, I don't get it. <laughs> you get it. You get it. <laughs> so so after you fight through some of the oh my god, RIP bed. Uh, after you fight through some of the proof, uh, which is something that you have to adjust to a little bit, right? Like the graham crackeriness on the nose that I liked uh, does show up somewhat in the flavor profile. Vanilla, a rich custardy taste for sure. Did you spill on yourself, TJ? A little bit, but oh maybe all right. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, I was just trying to figure whether we should do a peek behind the curtain of like the internet dropping and this being this like second. Like, yeah, we're recording later. this like hours later, you know, like it's if not, anybody's we, watching it, they, they can tell you're listening. You have no clue that between <laughs> the nose and the taste of this review, <laughs> it's about three hours, wrong. about two hours difference. So, and uh, two my and bedtime half. is usually like 830 PM. It's nine o'clock and I am dragging right now, but uh, no. So the, the flavor is. Thanks for calling me out. I mean, just don't spill stuff when I'm talking and I won't have it. (laughs) That's my problem. Honestly. Um, I like to lean into mistakes. I think that's, uh, that's the key. (laughs) Lush. Um, but no, it's, it's a good flavor profile. I gave it a three out of four. I think that's low on what Mm. you guys had, but, but I did like, it was certainly above average. It was complex. It's interesting. Um, just and, and the mouth feel like the whole experience is very nice it's just it's a little hot in some places a little like discombobulated like not super smooth and effortless uh but good it's good yeah. it's just not perfect i think if this is something I, I, you, you can't start the night with this right like you have to warm up to it you have to really kind of get up there if you could start with like a 1920 that's 115 proof and mm-hmm. then maybe go to something that's a little higher and then come to this i think that you kind of arrive at it just Hitting this sober and no alcohol in you and no burn in you at all, like it's it, it would be really tough. I also think the power of suggestion is really real. Like you rated this a three on your own. Ben gave this a three and a half, and I kind of wanted to step down a little bit from him and go three point two five. I think mm-hmm. if you would have rated this with us, you may have said the same thing Ben did. You may have kind of come down a little bit off of Ben's and been at that 3.25, but we're all kind of in the same range. But I mean, even with that break, dude, like I knew that you guys loved it. So I think like that also probably bumped it up a little bit if I'm being honest. Like I had that, like knowing that I was looking for quality, knowing there was a baseline of competency to this, I think it helped it going into it. It can go both ways for sure. Uh, Okay. Sorry. I can't make a joke there. Uh, finish. Ben rated this kind of low. I was high on it. Um, we, you know, I, if you listen to the if you listen to the review on Thursday, I got some issues with the way we finish. Uh, we give finish ratings. So mm-hmm. tell me about what you gave this. I loved. You mentioned loved earlier, TJ. I loved the finish on this. I thought it was by far the best part, and I've rated other parts of this this dram pretty high. Oh, I said dram. I think it's the first time I've said dram on this podcast. Mm-hmm. How douchey of me. Uh, but it was really, really, really good. It was rich. It was spicy. It had, like, a nice burn at the end. Uh, but then kind of, like, mellowly, like, gradually went away. It was, like, about, like, five, six seconds of a finish. Uh, had some of that vanilla at the end, some, uh, some barrel spice, some cinnamon a little bit. So... It was a really good finish, man. I gave it a one. I think it's as good of a finish Woo! as you're going to find. It is like 90th percentile of finishes out there. It was excellent. Uh, dare I say elite, elite finish. So if you add mine and Ben's scores together on the finish, it comes That's up with a one. How did Ben give this a 0.25? I, I'll have to go back and listen to what his gripe was. Oh, I'm finish. sure he said it falls flat. Like that's what he says about every single That's one. True. But, but it doesn't. It, 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 um, it's Yeah, it's good. It, no, it is yeah. very good. I gave it a 0.75. Yeah, for you guys to differentiate, I know it's only ends up being half a point with what you differentiated with, but when we're only given that one point, like that's pretty significant that, that you guys were that far. You're like two tiers apart on that. It's interesting. Yeah, for sure. And also, it completely refutes my last point of being on air together um, have, <laughs> makes you have similar scores as Ben and I were Immediately obviously the only two doing this and my score tripled his. So, um, all right. So you gave that a, a one, um, mm-hmm. cohesiveness and complexity. You get a point here. Where, where's that fall for you? It is super duper complex. There is a ton going on. Uh, we mentioned kind of like the, the fruitiness of the nose, but it wasn't like red apple or cherry, those traditional bourbon notes. No, it was peach. It was orange. Uh, 
And then you had the vanilla, the wood, the oakiness as well. But it was a very interesting nose. But that fruit-like vibe on the nose did not go into the flavor at all. And so you got that custardy, a little bit of the banana we talked about, uh, and some toastiness. But but very different than the stone fruits that were kind of more the tropical fruits that were on the on the nose uh, to me. So it, I I contemplated giving it a 0.75 TJ because it was so even though it wasn't really cohesive, it was so complex and interesting, but like mm-hmm. between the nose, the, the palate, and then the finish, like it was all kind of disjointed, discombobulated. Uh, and so I, I couldn't quite get, find myself giving it points in, in that category. Point five. Uh, so 0.5 for you, we went 0.5 across the board here. And I think if I had to do it over again, which I'm not changing my score for the first time, mm-hmm. I think I would have given this a 0.75 um, because I did get a lot of that, banana egg custard Custard, type mm -hmm. um through a lot of it and so i would have given it i think the 0.25 on cohesiveness it definitely gets the 0.5 on complexity so i think i'd have given this a 0.75 if i had it to all over again um which would have bumped you know my score up a little bit but uh but i didn't so that's what it is okay so going into the value score you have scored this pretty high a six out of eight which is Really, really good. Most things do not get that high. Um, it is Sorry, very five, rare. Five point seven five for me. Sorry, sir. You're at six. You were at six. You're looking at the wrong column. So <laughs> it's still no. close, though, right? Unless my math is wrong, which is no, no. You're right. You're right. Five point seven five. Five point seven five out of. I don't want to call you out. I just want to be six. accurate. Yeah, I want to be accurate too. So very good. Five point seven five, which is exactly where Ben had it going mm-hmm. into value. I had it a six out of eight. Ben had it a five point seven five out of eight as well. Um, value. This is a sixty dollar bottle. Okay. hundred hundred and forty proof store mm-hmm. pick. You'll you'll never. Theoretically, you'll never get this bottle exactly again, but you could get other light whiskeys and a similar proof single barrel. You, you could get other things similar, like this one is not going out. And I think that's kind of what Ben and I's reasoning for our values was. Mm-hmm. Um, you, If you're rating this one specifically, obviously you'll never get it again. If you're just kind of rating any light whiskey, single barrel, store pick, possible to get more. So you get two points for value. You gave this just under a six out of eight, 5.75. Where are you at on the value? So I think it's priced fairly. So I'm going to give it a one out of two, which is Mm. low. You and Ben both went with 1.5. My rationale here is I think it's priced fairly. It's a store pick. It is unique. As you said, $60 is not cheap. That's on the high end for bourbon, for whiskey. Uh, And looking back at some other scores that were right above this, uh, I gave a store pick for Russell's Reserve single barrel a one out of value when I had a five point seven five score going mm, into it. Almost the exact same, almost the exact same price. Eagle Rare we had a one point five on value and I went into it with a five point five. <laughs> Similar score for me. Eagle Rare uh, also hard to find in a different sort of way, but normally priced significantly less. Not always, but but usually less than sixty dollars. Um, when you can find it, but you can't always find this one either. So I want to be consistent, I guess, with, with where I was with it, but, but this is certainly a nice whiskey and a, and a one to me out of two would say like, yeah, that's worth the price of admission for this. And I, and I think it is, it's very unique uh, drinks, remarkably complex and smooth at its proof. Doesn't really beat you up too much. Um, it's good, man. It's, it's really good. I'm happy. I tried it. It's a whole new world of, of trying light whiskey, Happy we got into it. I'm happy we was able to sample it and smell it finally. Do you have more? Uh, I've got some complaints, but do you have more? Um, or are you kind of like out? Like how much more do you have? Do you want more? Do you miss a little, little bit? But uh, I I like to save. I'd like to a little save bit goes a long way on that with, one. With this, that's true. Well, and that's what I was gonna owe to Ben. You dingus. Um, which he always says. Um, I would have given the, if I was you. Mm-hmm. I'd have given this another quarter point because the proof factors in. You're not getting – you talked about the Russell's Reserve mm-hmm. store pick. You're getting, what, 25 more proof here? What was that, 100, 105, uh, 110 the, maybe? Uh, so the you, store pick is one – oh, God. 10 maybe? I don't know. But anyway, 
I, I think you're getting a little more proof here. So it's a little more valuable. Not, you know, you're getting more alcohol per. So anyway, but one's fine. Bringing our total value. I, I'm just a homer on this because I love it. Mm-hmm. Our total on this, Ben with a 7.25, myself with a 7.5, Brandon with a 6.25, composite there. 7.5, 7.5. I'm not, I'm not crushing it. 6.75. 6.75. Sweet Jesus, Maybe I was dude. saying it Some, saying it too quickly. That, seven seven point two five for Ben. Seven point five for me. Six point seven five for Brendan. Good night. Good night, sweet whore. Good bed. <laughs> Bringing our composite to seven. You know, we kept this thing on the rails until the very end, uh, until the internet went out, and I kept drinking. Uh, bring our composite to seven point one six. Repeating. So seven. We'll call it seven point two. We'll even round up for you. So, uh, okay. does that make the big board? What's the it lowest on the does, Just misses it. Oh, you can't see a bunch of whiskeys there. Um, High West Double Rye is the low on number five at 7.3. So just so a, misses it. So, and, it, and it was a roundup, just miss it. Like I gave it like 0.4 on a, or 0.3 and a half on, a, on a roundup. So it's uh, good. Well, it's really good. It was not yeah. what I thought was going to be something that I was going to enjoy going into it. And I found a lot to like about it. Very unique. When Ben, when ben first said the egg, thing like i know you were like this is weird because you think about like a fried egg with like a mayonnaise mm-hmm. sandwich or something you know you're like ah, oh, this is disgusting uh but you can get it like it's mm-hmm. really good i i will say the first person to dm the pod account and ask for a sample of it instagram or twitter first person to ask for a sample of light whiskey i'll send you a sample uh twitter i'll, I'll give you two i'll give you one ounce each one on instagram one on twitter whoa First person to DM us on both. I'll mail you. I'll mail you a sample of it. Hopefully, you enjoy it. Um, okay, pursuits and purchases, and let's get out of here. Do you have anything you'd like to talk about pursuing or purchasing? Pursuiting. I am not pursuing nor purchasing anything at the moment. I was. I declined. I, my buddy was going and doing some hunting, and he found a bunch of stuff that was way overpriced. And the and the clerk was like, "Yeah, I'll haggle with you," but it was a little bit too much to haggle with for. So I have nothing. But a little birdie tells me that you, sir, have a long pursuit fulfilled. I do. Um. I'll just go ahead and spill the beans. I have a Blends Red, a Takara Red from Japan. Beautiful box. Beautiful garnet, FSU-themed garnet and gold box. Mm -hmm. So to go along with what we do, um, you know, as a hobby for this, our main job. Um, Bottle of Blends, Takara Red. You can see right there at the top. You can see the the words that I can't pronounce there or the symbols or letters or you know, whatever there, uh, the date here is something that is very special and near to dear to my heart. Six sixteen twenty. Do you know what that date represents? Brendan? No, nope, not <laughs> Pearl Harbor. It is my son's birthday. Remember when we stormed the Alamo? Well, that has nothing to do with this. It is Brian's birthday. Wait. I, I now have a bottle um, Elena's birthday was on a Saturday, so I don't have that. I now have a bottle with Brian's birthday and Elena's due date, which was the first day they dumped Blanton's after her birth. She was born on a Saturday. Her due date was on the Monday, and that's the date that I have, 827. You so are I'm referring now- to your children, correct? Elena no, no, I- just two random people that I'm I know. just making sure yes. that the, the audience So understands. now I have both of my kids' birthday and due date. I am thrilled. That's awesome. You were yeah, looking for I that. Was, like that's something that you were talking about that from one of the earlier episodes was fi- how did you find it? How did you go about procuring it? Uh, without giving I, too much away, I guess. No, I don't mind. So it, there's a group on Facebook called Warehouse H, which is the mm-hmm. warehouse that all the blends is stored in. And so if you join the the Facebook group Warehouse H, it's all kind of underground because Facebook doesn't want sales happening and stuff, but a lot of people post ISO a certain date. Mm-hmm. And so I had posted the ISO of in search you know, of. Yep. ISO this date, ISO that date, my my kids' birthdays, my anniversary, my birthday, my wife's birthday, Ben's birthday, just different things that I'm looking for for different people. And a guy messaged me and said, Hey, I have a 61620. I saw you were looking for that. Um, so on in the group, don't go in the group and do any sales in the group. You say what dates you want. If you see something you like, you just put PM or personal message, conduct all the business offline. So a guy that's on a military base in Japan. Uh-huh. Um, ended up sending me that. He sent it for like 15 bucks because it was first class mail, just USPS awesome. from the base there. So it wasn't a lot of, I mean, I paid secondary for it. But again, 
I paid secondary for it with the intention of opening it in mm -hmm. 20 years, right? When my mm -hmm. son turns um, 21. So I, I was super excited about it. I, I forgot to tell my wife about it because we were going out of town that morning. So mm -hmm. I got it and she was like, Hey, what were all those Kit Kats from uh, Japan on the, uh, on the counter from? So he put in some like Japanese Kit oh, Kats cool. there. Yeah. Like I'm really, I'm going to review those. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to review those on the podcast. Can too, you but... send him like some samples or is that going to be tough with the military base overseas? And it might be. It, it actually might not be that bad, but mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I might wait till he's back in the States, but all yeah, right. I wouldn't mind sending him a sample or two just to kind of like say thanks, but yeah, really cool pursuit and purchase that I was glad that, uh, I was able to kind of fulfill and that's awesome get, get done. So congratulations. Um, hey, hey, real quick, can we rewind on something. How, how do you think the Alamo went down? You said we stormed the Alamo. I don't think that's correct. Sorry. I was just mixing a bunch of historical <laughs> events trying to be funny. No, we, we defended the Alamo. I know. Davy Crockett was, was swinging old Betsy. I watched that Disney movie when I was a kid. And he was later, swinging but... Betsy Ross around like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mixing stuff up at this point. Again. Oh, uh, yes. All right. Then he, I think then, we... he then he shot Hitler and everything was good. So <laughs> anyway, uh, that sounds like a Tarantino movie that we just put together. If oh, we did. Honest. You're welcome, Quentin. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed if in like six months you hear like he combines like four historical historical events and makes a movie and you and I are still sitting here drinking bourbon with Ben, hopefully with Ben rest in peace. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. This podcast is kind of Tarantino esque. Like we record one, then we record another, and then we're recording out of order, like in different episodes and none of it really makes sense. And you know, then uh, I'm like, right out with cheese and everyone's happy. <laughs> Say what again? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Check out our review on Thursday coming out this week. It This was a little bit shorter episode. I really don't know if it was or not after we've taken breaks and done everything else. But we've got a long review on Thursday of Maker's Mark FAE, the 2021 limited release. Mm -hmm. We also taste the cannoli, cannoli. from – I'm trying to do the – so Lucas. people can see it. Cannoli from Lucan's and Davidoff. Uh, yeah, the lighting was a little bit messed up. But follow us on social media, Bourbon on a Budget. We appreciate you guys' support, interaction. We're like a couple followers away from um, 1,000 on Twitter. We're almost to 100 subs on YouTube. Somebody Woo! on Brendan's freaking board that there's like 10 billion people on, free. follow us on YouTube. You don't have to watch anything. Just hit subscribe. You like, posted. I won't, I won't. I'll pretend I don't see it. Will Chris or Josh delete it or they won't care? Well, they delete it. They delete it. Whatever. I'll just you do it again and I'll, I'll let it I'll stay. Post again. it again. Yeah, let's go. Cool. I never see it. <laughs> um, for TJ Pittenger, resting in peace, Ben Cock and Brendan Sinone, this is Bourbon on a Budget. Cheers. <laughs>